Coming to you on some serious tape delay via a podcast near you. From that hockey hotbed of San Jose, California, it's Dudes on Hockey. He is now accepting callers. He is calling me Dude. And now your hosts, Mike and Doug. Hey there and welcome to the Dudes on Hockey podcast. I'm Mike, that's Doug. Dude, Sharks 3-0 and on the homestand, dude. Kind of a wacky week. We have the lights go out. Yep. And we have Joe Thornton scoring without even taking a shot. Which is almost the only way he can score. <laughs> that's that's his favorite way. Yeah. It's his favorite and I heard way. after he scored the goal, he tried to have them change it to an assist. Yeah. <laughs> I think, yeah, you're right. Did I, I don't want any part of this goal scoring. I don't, I don't, I don't understand. What do you mean? A, 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 a goal? How do you pronounce that? <laughs> Dude, a, uh, a good week. A good week with the best possible results. And the Sharks all of a sudden find themselves in second place in the Pacific, trailing those unbeatable Edmonton Oilers. <laughs> You laugh, but my second bet is looking wonderful right now. We're a whole nine games into the season, and I'm already planning on what uh, foods and beverages I'm going to be consuming. Yeah, that's right. It, should I mention now that they lost tonight to Ottawa and their third-string goalie? Should I mention that? <laughs> yeah, you you can mention that if you'd like. <laughs> they didn't just lose. They got shut out by some <laughs> AHL guy. So, nice. you know. Um, Not the hamburger? Yeah. They should they should they should put the parade on hold. Yeah, just don't quite put finalize the, the route yet. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good week, dude. The Sharks bounced back exactly the way we had hoped. And we saw some of the Sharks new players, you know, uh respond this week at home, you know, especially Mikel Bodker. Yep. Martin Jones had a good week at home. Very good week. Uh and the more I see uh Schlemko play the more I think this could be one of the best free agent signings in Sharks history, really, I think because of how what an improved upgrade, a huge upgrade he is over Roma Polak. Like, it's it's not close. It's shocking. <laughs> like, and he makes Brendan Dillon so much better. And right. it takes some pressure off of Paul Martin. I mean, Schlemko's the ability to play on the on the second pairing power play, it it takes some pressure off of Vlasic, frankly, and Braun in a lot of situations. And the Sharks are are deeper or as deep as they have ever been. And I say ever, I mean in franchise history. I think this team could be the deepest, just based on you know Matt Nieto's not playing. Matt right. Nieto can't find his way into the lineup. Yep. D- D- Dylan DeMello, who, you know, th- there were some articles written about him last week about what to do with Dylan DeMello. He-, he can't find his way on the ice, period. You know, and-, and he's not a bad player. And by several accounts, is NHL ready. What are you going to do with him? You can't send him down. You got to keep him around. And he's not able to crack the lineup. These are good problems to have. Not for Dylan DeMello, but yeah, I mean, dude, uh, just looking at some advanced stats, who do you think are number one and two in Corsi percentage right now on the Sharks? Well, I'm going to go on topic and say 
Schlemko. Yep, he's number one. Number two, Brendan Dillon. Number two is Brendan Dillon. How can you take either one of those guys out of the lineup? You can't play Dylan DeMello when your top two Corsi percentage players are your third pairing defensemen. What do you do? There's nothing you can do. And and they've played so well, like you said, Schlemko especially has played so well. Kevin Kurz is already musing that the Sharks might protect Schlemko and expose Justin Braun for the expansion draft. We're two wow. weeks we're two weeks into the season and Kevin <laughs> Kurz is already talking about it. I mean, that's how big of an impression David Schlemko has had so far. That's incredible. And uh, you certainly right now, you couldn't even consider exposing him at this point. Like you, you can't, but we're so far away and we're going to see so many roster moves. There's been a lot of writing about, you know, how Pittsburgh's going to handle their goalie situation. You know, they have a real problem coming up, you know, with, you know, Flurry's not no move clause. And what are they going to do with Matt Murray? Are they going to trade him? Are they going to, you know, be able to, get somebody to take flurry, you know, the sharks aren't in quite that much of a bind, but when you have, you know, seven NHL ready defensemen on your team Mm -hmm. um, for right now, I say, who cares? Don't, don't worry about it. Let's let's go win a cup. You know, that with how well and how deep this team is playing, let's, let's do it. Let's do it. Who needs lights? Who needs lights? Nobody. Nobody needs lights to play. Let's go. Who needs goals? Joe Thornton doesn't need goals. Brendan Dillon doesn't need goals. They took a goal away from him. That's right. Jay Weber, P.K. Subban or Subban or whatever his name is now. Who needs him? Who cares? Didn't matter. We'll whoop your buns anyways. That's right. Goodbye. Goodbye. I was shocked at how the Sharks just completely... Well, I thought that first period, it was it was like, oh, Nashville's really good. You know what I mean? And this is going to be a good game. They just jumped them. They jumped them in the second period, dude. Yep. And, well, Nashville really put a big press on in the third, and the Sharks really stood tall and withstood it because there was a lot of buzzing around in the third period. And that stupid line with Craig Smith and his <laughs> – Craig Smith looks like the second co- – he looks like Yarmir Yager out there when he plays the Sharks. I mean – you know, you know how when you you watch a game, you know, you just happen to notice certain players again and again, and there's certain players you just don't notice at all. Like I didn't know Philip Forsberg like the entire game. Like I didn't even see him once. I didn't care. Um, well, you noticed him at the end. Yeah. yeah. When he tripped Joe Thornton. Right. Right. And <laughs> I you notice you notice Subban or Subban or whatever. You notice him. You know he didn't really get a lot done, but he, I mean he's a dynam such a dynamic player. You can't help but notice him. But, I mean, Craig Smith was all over the ice. He had, like, so many scoring chances. I'm like, how am I noticing Craig Smith again and again and again? And he was, like, the guy who honestly made the biggest impression on me from that whole Predators team. I'll tell you why, dude. I'll tell you why. Because at the Fairmont, where the teams stay, there's all-you-can-eat Wheaties at the Continental Breakfast. Yeah. And Craig Smith, he can put away four or five bowls of Wheaties. That's the word on the street. This guy's shoveling Wheaties in his mouth. Before the game, he's on fire. Loves that brand. It, it is. It's that brand. Brand crack. He's brand so. Crack. He is so regular. He's like incredibly he regular. That's just, why he's so. He's so light on his skates. That's right. It's true. That's right. I heard that about him. <laughs> 
Well, dude, you mentioned, you know, it, we're jumping the gut a little bit on Schlemko saying he may be the best free agent signing the Sharks have ever had. Well, I think still I have to say right now he's taking a backseat to Jonas Donskoy. Jonas Donskoy is third in Corsi percentage, by the way, as it, you know, but he is playing. He is also playing really well. Yeah, Donskoy is playing great, and that second Joel Ward had a good week. I mean that that second line has kind of picked it up. You know, um, finally got a, a, a goal out of Joe Ward. I mean, you know, Donskoy, you look and you go, okay, he's four points minus two, but his impact is felt in so many areas. He's good defensively. He's dangerous uh, with the puck. Um, what an amazing under-the-radar signing. And, you know, you worry about the hangover with a player like that from having such a great rookie year in the NHL, but... But he's proving to not be a one-hit wonder, dude. He's going to have a nice impact on this team for this year and hopefully uh, beyond. I, I think Donskoy is also, at least you know, given the small sample size so far this season, he's exhibit A on how misleading a plus-minus stack can be because, like you said, he is minus two, uh, five on five, but he is over 61%, almost 62% in Corsi percentage, which means... That the Sharks, when he's on the ice, even strength of the of all shots directed at a at a net, sixty two percent of those shots are coming from Sharks players. So that means he is holding on to the puck, and his line is holding on to the puck a huge majority of the time when he's on the ice. It just so happens he got a little unlucky when it comes to goals against, and and it's just uh, it's interesting how that's one of those things that can get sort of you know out of whack, but I think a lot of more people are paying attention to possession stats. And if they look at possession stats for the Sharks, Jonas Donskoy is almost at the very top of the heap. So I don't think he's doing too much wrong right now. No, dude, very solid, very solid. Uh, been a good week for the Sharks, dude. It's been a very, very good week for the Sharks. And as you said, uh, Martin Jones has rehabilitated his save percentage now. He is Again, above uh, league average, which as of this recording is around 9.10. His uh, save percentage is 9.16 right now. So he is back above uh, back above water. I think he was r- hovering around 900 there for, for a little while or below 9.10 at least. And he's had some good games, real solid games. And uh, he definitely need, we definitely needed some big saves from him against Nashville because there were, there were really some good chances there that, were, uh, that he turned aside and really... St- sort of shut some of that momentum off, I think. Yeah, the Sharks, you know, they caught Columbus at a time where Columbus was playing very well, very confidently, and they they dealt uh, well with that team, um, a team that has historically played very well in San Jose. And then they get Nashville, a matchup that we were all curious about to see how that team was going to be different if they were going to be much different without Shea Weber and with uh, P.K. Subban. And the Sharks just responded exactly how you would want them to. And they laid it on thick, dude. They laid it on thick, and they survived the third period. And it's a great homestand. And, you know, we're all looking ahead now. To that Pittsburgh game. Again, yeah. Again. Again. You know, next weekend. And the Sharks, you know, uh, you've got 
a trip to Arizona. That team is playing just horribly. <laughs> you, know, uh, you know, defensively awful, awful. Um, and you've got maybe a little bit of a trap game against Calgary coming up where, you know, you don't want to underestimate that team. I still think that team, while they've had some struggles, they're, they're pretty dangerous um, at both ends. So uh, I'm a little concerned about that game coming up. But, you know, everybody's got Saturday circled, dude. Pittsburgh, Sharks, round two of this year. Um, can the Sharks get redemption at home? You know they're going to want it bad, bad, because they – they really blew it uh, last week or two weeks ago in Pittsburgh. They really blew it, and I like their chances even better now, obviously, home, and all of a sudden the, the, all the troubles that the Sharks seem to have at home last year have been completely forgotten. The Sharks are undefeated at home so far this season, which is, even though the season is still young, it's still impressive. Uh, they've still won, what, five games at home? Um, so that's that's excellent. And the other thing is... I. I'm definitely getting the feeling that guys like Bogker and Schlemko are getting more integrated into the system. And, you know, we've already mentioned both of those players admiringly so far. And uh, I think that I like, I like the chances, you know, that I think the new, what, what do you think about these new lines that came together, dude? I mean, they're putting Bogker on the top line. Now hurdle is, is pushed down. I mean, w- w- what's your reaction to this? I like it. I thought Bodker, you know, had some good chances, you know, isn't showing up on the stat sheet, but I'm going to make a bold prediction and say that he's going to net at least one, maybe two in Arizona this week. I like those kind of emotional homecoming Mm -hmm. games for, for players where they have a chance to, you know, that the Joes are going to want to set him up and make him feel good. And, Yep. You know, DeBoer is going to want to put him in a position, him and Schlemko both. I mean, that's that's a homecoming game for both those guys. So um, you, you got to like Bodker in that game against uh, against Arizona. And, you know, when you – I don't mind the tinkering because they're looking to get him going. Right. They're looking to get him going. And um, he certainly had a good chance on on Saturday – and I think he's going to break out coming up on on Tuesday. The, the only thing that, that concerns me a little bit just in terms of his career is that he's not known as being a finisher. He's known as being more of a passer. And um, I'm concerned about that with Joe Thornton. You know, I like to see him with two, two finishers yeah. instead of – another passer but 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 maybe he'll be able to you know maybe that's just been the role he's been asked to play previously on other teams and here he could he's got so much skill and speed that he could turn that into being a finisher uh with with jumbo in the middle and his beard his beard his big beard yeah i it does it worries me a little bit too the sharks are still you know admittedly you know only a few games in the sharks are still 20th in the league and goal scored you know, it's helped a little bit. Certainly their power play was helped by the last week. They scored a power play goal in the last three games, at least one power play goal in the last three games. So that's good. They've certainly perked up their power play percentage, but they don't seem to be scoring a ton of goals. They're, you know, at least one impression I had from the Nashville game is there definitely were some good chances where the Sharks didn't score, right? I mean, there was there was a couple, there was at least three wild situations where Pecorine just started wandering around the defensive zone looking for the puck um 
you know, maybe he saw somebody in the stands he wanted to wave to or something. But he was he was wandering around, open net situations. You know, one case it sort of led to a flurry in the eventual first goal, but the Sharks had opportunities to score even in an empty net. They had another opportunity. Chris Tierney hits the post. And I think the third situation, a wraparound chance didn't go in. But it's just, to me, that seemed like a little bit of a of a... <laughs> Um, of an indicator that the Sharks are just having a little trouble finding the net right now. I'm not, I'm not super worried about it, but it, uh, you know, if all you got is a bunch of passers and Joe Pavelski is the only one who's willing to shoot, uh, that's, um, you know, that's a little troubling. And at least from my perspective, and maybe you can confirm or deny, you know, based on your impressions, but it certainly seems like, uh, you know, Brent Burns is being very heavily keyed on, and he's getting a lot more shots blocked. I mean, Brent Burns is a master at at that toe drag slash shot in order to change the angle of the shot. But a lot of teams are heavily keying on Burns and keeping him from shooting. And he's been shooting wide in order to get the puck in and things like that. But I think, uh, you know, the secret's out. <laughs> Brent Burns likes to shoot as if no one knew before. But but I think we're going to see a little bit. We might see considerably less offense from, from Burns uh, this year. Well, I, I think... If the other guys start producing, they're going to have to back off on Burns. You know what I mean? Burns came yeah. out, shot shot out of a cannon, dude. And You know, if the forwards start to become more dangerous, then they're not going to be able to afford to press Burns as much as they are, and then that'll open that back up. I think that we'll see maybe um, that come back, you know, as the season progresses. You know, the Sharks have played some pretty good um defensive teams and you know the good news is is their next three games are against teams that are ranked in the bottom 10 on defense arizona is the worst defensive team allowing 4.13 goals a game ouch Uh, calgary is number seven at 3.44 and shockingly pittsburgh is number 10 at three so um and they're certainly, you know, they've got Crosby back, but they're still not operating at complete full strength if you consider they don't have Murray in there and they have Flurry instead. So um, and they're forced to play Mike Condon, I guess, if, if they have to. Um, <laughs> so uh, we may see the Sharks get, get healthier uh, on the goal-scoring front coming up here uh, this week. Wouldn't be surprised to see them score three plus goals in all three of these games just uh because the their these other teams are not playing as well on D. And it'd be nice to see them get that before they head out on what's gonna be a really long and a really brutal road trip, dude. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, I think you're right. It's time to get healthy. It's time for them to get some confidence build in the offensive department. Uh, you know, all three of these games are winnable. And like you said, then there's a, uh, what is it? A six game road trip starting with the capitals and then, uh, taking a, a tour through a lot of playoff teams, you know, Florida, Tampa Bay, uh, and St. Louis all on that trip. So, you know, that four out of six, uh, games will be against playoff teams there. Um, starting, uh, a week from Tuesday, but, um, yeah, I think it's time to let's bank some points again, you know, against a terrible Arizona team and, and against two more home games. It's time to bank some points. Yep, agreed, dude. Let's see, you know, Edmonton cannot keep this up. And if the Sharks can continue to to bank points in winnable games, 
you know, they could find themselves in a really great position in this division, which is significantly weaker than I think uh, we expected, although we knew it was not going to be as strong. You know, some of these other teams that we consider to be dangerous are off to pretty weak starts, dude. Yeah, that's true. Now look and, and take a look at Vancouver, dude. All of a sudden, they've lost four in a row. So Yeah, yeah. exactly. They stink. They they stink. I think, uh, oh, just to comment on something that someone uh, put in the comment thread on the last week's post. Someone was saying, uh, looks like Montreal got the better end of the Subban trade. With Weber well, on fire. On fire. Yeah, well, it's not just that, but they have the best goalie in the NHL. Yeah. Playing again. That doesn't hurt. No, it doesn't hurt. They Remember how good they were last year until he got hurt. And when he got hurt, they went in the toilet. So um, I, I know you said you feel pretty good about your Edmonton pick, dude. I feel pretty great about my Montreal pick. Right. I can understand that. Yeah, they're they're winning a lot of games right now. And it's not because of Weber and Price. It's because of Radulov. <laughs> Is that a fact? <laughs> and Tor and Tori Mitchell. Don't forget Tori Mitchell, dude. Oh yeah. Leading Don't the team in Tor- goals. That's right. Yeah. So it, n- we all saw that coming. We all did. But, uh, <laughs> dude, any other NHL news worth commenting on right now? Uh, I don't think so, dude. I yeah. mean, you know, I think uh, it's all sharks all the time right now. Yeah, it's all sharks all the time. It's nice to see LA and Anaheim uh, at in the bottom of the Pacific division. Although I don't think either one of us thinks that's going to last for so long, but it's fun to enjoy while it happens. Oh dude, I, I, I was wrong about the, the senators game. They did win two nothing, but um, Craig Anderson played in that game. I don't think anyone was expecting him to play after um, he, they announced that his wife was diagnosed with cancer. I think people were expecting him to, take a leave of absence, but he played in that game. So oh, wow. pretty incredible. The team responded very emotionally with a big win in Edmonton. So, um, wow. There you go. Go figure. All right. Well, dude, All right, dude. I, let's keep the sharks on this, uh, on this upward swing, right? Yeah. There's no reason why we, we can't get five points this week, you know, and I think I'll be disappointed if we don't, like we should, get five points this week and starting uh starting at the beginning of november let's make it so dude dude oh one thing i forgot they say freddie hamilton's on the block now did you read that calgary's looking to deal freddie hamilton not freddie hamilton Freddie Hamilton. dougie hamilton dougie hamilton what yeah that was who said that eckland no no is he still alive i don't know i haven't i haven't seen that site in years but no i think i read it on like puck daddy why? I don't know. I don't know. This it it certainly uh, piques your interest. Like, what is, what's wrong with this guy? That could just be one of those things. I don't know. Maybe it's just a, no. a rumor gone awry. But uh, I don't believe that at all. I definitely like, read it. That, well, that would be really stupid if they did that. Maybe he's uh, he's got Jacob Truba disease. I don't know. 
<laughs> well, I'm trying to find this. I'm trying to find the story now, but uh, I'm having trouble finding it. But um, yeah, that's uh, that's I was pretty shocked when I when I saw that. But maybe that's just one of those weird one-off things that uh, has no you know basis. Yeah, I mean, unless they're going to trade him for for Truba, you know, what I mean, which yeah. you know, unless they just prefer the other player and they're going good young D for good young D, but it doesn't make any sense to me. I don't know why Calgary would make that move. The surprising, here it is, surprising revelation from a number of reputable sources with that the Calgary Flames may or may not be shopping Dougie Hamilton. They are no longer enamored of their young defender. Less than a year and a half of giving him six years at $5.75 million per year. Oops. Isn't he off to a good start, too? I don't, I don't know his stats off the top of my head, but... That's weird. Yeah, surprising. Surprising. But maybe that, you know, that might weaken uh, the Flames. I, I look forward to it. Maybe there'll be a, a swirl of controversy surrounding the Flames as they come into San Jose. Then we can take advantage of them. He's got six points in nine games. He's a plus one. He's playing 19 minutes a night. Huh. Weird. Yeah, that doesn't really make sense, does it? I mean... If they want to give away a 6'6", 210-pound defenseman who's 23... And can score? I'm sure we'll find I a mean, way. good on them. We could be seeing the end of Brad Treveling. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to take a quick look at his... Yeah, his advanced stats are fine, too. Over 50%. Well, I mean, remember, there were, there, were, there were rumors out of Boston that he was kind of an a-hole. Yeah, right. Right? You know, so... I don't know. Who knows? But I, that is that's surprising. We'll see how this we'll we'll see how this all shapes up, or if this all sort of dies dies down. I haven't read anything on it in the last few days. I think it was middle of the week when I saw that. But uh, one one storyline to keep an eye on, dude. When Calgary comes into town later this week, is see if there's any more mentions of that in the press, and and see if their defensive core gets a little bit uh, disjointed, dysfunctional. We'll give them Dylan DeMello for yep. him. Yeah. Oh yeah. And we'll take Mark Giordano while we're at it, too. So just, yep. in, just in Giordano case. and Dougie Hamilton for DeMello and Michael Haley. That's right. And No, Matt Nieto. A, Matt Nieto. And a third. No, no Nieto. And a, <laughs> and a third in 2018. There you go, dude. I think so. I don't Done. know why you're not the GM. <laughs> you should be the GM. I should. All right, dude. Well, uh, have a good week, and go Sharks. Go Sharks. Hate the show? Want to get your questions on the air? Email questions at dudesonhockey.com. Dudes on Hockey is not affiliated with the San Jose Sharks organization or the National Hockey League.